Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode with Andy. If you're one of those people who listened to the conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now, I'm sitting here in uh, the new studio. Some of you know that I moved into a new house recently. I've been here for about a month now. It is uh, November 1st as I'm recording this, so it has been officially a month. And again, as some of you know, I had uh, you know a lot of things stolen from me <laughs> in the middle of September right before I moved, and it's been like a pretty bumpy process just trying to get back into the groove of everything, you know, had to buy a new computer, had to move into a new house, had to get a new setup put together, and it's just been busy, crazy, because, you know, life doesn't stop, it's not like I was able to take off fucking work for a month, or take off playing shows, or, you know, other social commitments and whatnot it was all still happening so balancing everything's been crazy but today's the first day in a long time that i've actually kind of felt like a normal person again and by normal person i mean i like got up did a bunch of stuff went for a walk had lunch did a photo shoot with my friends, screen printed a bunch of shit, came back here, set up some stuff on the computer, drank a couple beers, edited this podcast, which you're about to listen to. And it was like, it was good. My day was spent doing productive things. Once again, it's been fuck a couple months since I had a day like this. And I'm hoping that many more are soon to come since all the bullshit is starting to kind of be done and I'm getting back into a normal routine. Uh, so, yeah. With that being said, let's move on to the episode today. Because today, my new friend Alfonso is on the show. And for those of you who don't know Alfonso, he is the vocalist of a band called Heartsick, which uh, spent a large chunk of their life actually under a different name which we're going to get into that over the course of the conversation, along with another like a wide variety of other topics, such as, uh, fuck, you know, his background as a cheerleader, which is like a really interesting subject. I, I've never talked to anybody about that before. And we talk a little bit about sports. I'm not a sports guy. We talk about sports for some reason, kind of, and their relations to different cities across the country. And then, obviously, we're going to talk about his fucking band and, you know, the politics of being in a band and branding your band and the history of his band and, you know, the work ethic that goes into being an independent musician, the grind and the hustle and blah, 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 blah. All that stuff. It's a really fucking good talk. We actually recorded this... Uh, on location at Mr. Small's Theater, which I was nervous about. I had never done an episode with uh, someone who I didn't really know, for one, and then two, in an environment like a concert venue. But we did it in the basement. It turned out great. It's an, I'm really happy with 
all of this. And I think you will be too. So yeah, that's all I really have to say right now. So let's just get on with it. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking bait. That'd be a problem. I'd be like, uh, what? <laughs> That's a good position to be in. All right. So, um, I actually, um, know you guys. I'll start. We're going to start it from this. Okay. Because actually, um, you played in Pittsburgh a few years ago. Yes. A long under time ago. another band name. Yep. Which was No Life. Yep. Which I found out in the ride over here and I played with you guys over at the altar bar yeah 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 that was with like Identity X yeah Identity X I was the weird and, uh, rapper you were the rapper yeah dude that's awesome <laughs> yeah dude I totally remember that that was like Identity X uh, a fruity and slip you us and one other band but yeah dude I remember that clear as day that's why like I've been wanting to come back to Pittsburgh and have us like have us come back to Pittsburgh for so long like I love Pittsburgh. I'm a big. I've since I was a kid. I've been a big Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Okay. My band wants to kill me. They want to murder me all the time because <laughs> they're like giant Red Wings fans. Yeah, and yeah. I'm yeah. like, and I don't get me wrong. I like the Red Wings. I live in Michigan. I, Red Wings are a great team. You can't. I don't think that anybody can say anything bad about the Red Wings as far as like on a serious note. But I've been a Red Wings. I, I've been a Pittsburgh Penguins fan since I was a kid. Like I'm like Mar- Mario Lemieux, Yamir Yager, sure. starting days. You know what I'm saying? So for me, being here is awesome. And I used to live in Pittsburgh. So oh really? When yeah. was that? Um, I lived in Pittsburgh in the year in 2000. I was or not? No, wait, 99. Yeah, 99, 2000, around there. Um, believe it or not, <laughs> I was a cheerleading coach. I was I was a cheerleader in high school. Okay. And like, and in Miami, cheerleading is a big deal. It's like the whole bring it on thing. Like that yeah, was yeah, yeah. that was my life. I'm not kidding. Okay, so that's. So I ended up applying for something called Elite Cheer, which is out of Pittsburgh. Her uh, the coach is the University of Pittsburgh coach. Her name's Teresa Nuzo, and she runs a cheer camp. And I was chosen to be a staff member and go around and travel all around the United States and teach uh, small squads. But our base was here, so I had to come and get the training for two months before going out and getting sent to teach cheerleaders. That's super wild. Was it? Were you doing music stuff at this point? Yeah, yeah. I was okay. actually. Um, I've been I've been in bands since I was thirteen. My first band, <laughs> my first net band was named uh, Hardcore Jalapeno. <laughs> 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 to me, that's the most gangster name in the world, bro. <laughs> I don't even know why we got that name. Like, thinking about it, I can't remember Real why. Real quick, uh, <laughs> uh, when I was in, like, eighth and ninth grade, me and my friends had a little graffiti crew, and uh, our acronym was uh, the Taco Bell Chalupa Eaters. That's hilarious. That is so awesome. I'm, I'm feeling the hardcore jalapeno <laughs> as well. Yeah, There's yeah. Something about being that age and like Mexican food. <laughs> Who knows? Dude, I, I apparently have an I have apparently have a niche for being in bands that need to change their band names because they're not very good. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, um, yeah, we changed. It went from I was in a band since I was 13, and the same band we changed from hardcore jalapeno to uh, Wasted Circle, which is not even that was not even a better name. So, not, <laughs> but it was actually a really good band and. 
when I moved to Michigan, I was still doing I was still doing music with my band Wasted Circle, but I was doing the cheerleading thing for the summer because in Miami, like. It's not like in the Midwest or anything like that. Like in Miami, like shows are sparse. So it's like you can play places, but I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Miami's like the capital of like hip hop and fashion and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. It's not a place where like metal like thrives. At, in, in the early 90s, it was like you had bands like Nonpoint, All's Not Well, Darwin's Waiting Room, Crossbreed. All those bands came. But a lot of them would play up north more. Northern Florida is like the shit for like fucking heavy metal bands and everything else. Okay. You know? You've got so many good bands. But yeah, I was doing music even when I was here. But I love Pittsburgh, man. I'm a huge Pittsburgh fan. Like being down, I wanted to get down to downtown Pittsburgh so bad today. And we got here super early at like three. But, you know, we like, we, we're like the uh, new kids on the block. Uh, so no, we, no we wanted to get our shit in and be like, we're pros, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. So, definitely. Whatever. But I mean, so you are in Michigan right now? Yep. yep. We're at in Michigan yet? Uh, we live in Lansing, which is the okay. capital. Okay. Yep. You know, um, are you a fan of Ann Arbor, Michigan? I absolutely despise the fucking Wolverines. I can't, dude. Okay, so everything's connected to sports teams. With yeah, you. yeah, I, dude. I, <laughs> I. But the funny part is, is that I'm not a big sports guy. Like, I like hockey. I'll watch football, but like, I couldn't name you anything recent from sports. Like, my sports knowledge is like, I'm 34, about okay. to be 34, so my sports knowledge is like from the 90s. Sure. You know, I'll, my band members, though, like Jared and Waylon, our guitar player and our bass player, are huge, huge, huge fucking sports fanatics. They have, uh, like, Whatever those uh, uh, fantasy leagues and shit. Oh, they do. that's yeah, that's yeah. that's some they, nerdy stuff that I can't I mean, get yeah, into. Yeah, they take it like full bore, you know. So, but I am not a Michigan fan at all. But I don't like <laughs> I don't like University of Michigan, not because I have anything pro a problem with the team. I don't like it because a lot of not all the people, not all the people. But I have a knack for every time going to Ann Arbor, meeting some of the douchiest people in the world. Really? In fucking Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I don't know what it is, if it's the water or something. But, I mean, there's tons. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like it's generalizing a, and not generalizing no, yeah. everybody. You know, it's just there's just some people at University of Michigan that have this, like, I'm a Wolverine. Like, they, I don't know, man. I, it's I don't know so it's, funny because, uh, to me, Ann Arbor is, like, one of my favorite places just, just to go. And I don't know why. People are like, why do you like Ann Arbor so much? I'm like, I don't fucking know. But anytime somebody talks about Michigan, I have to bring up Ann Arbor. Yeah, yeah. Just I, you know, <laughs> I, you know I, I'm really not a fan. There's just people there that I'm just kind of like I'm impartial to. But some of my friends in a band called Taproot are from there. And so, I mean, they're cool dudes and everything. But, yeah, like as far as, yeah, I, I'm, I went to Michigan State, so fuck the Wolverines. I don't care. <laughs> so, um so when you were at Michigan State, um, when did you? How did you get into the cheer stuff? Because that's I'm really curious about Dude, this. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Like the thing is, is like cheerleading in Miami is a big fucking deal. It's like okay. a giant deal. Yeah. So like that movie, Bring It On, when it came out, like that was pretty accurate as what the culture was like. Um, in high school, I my one of my best friends, his name was Ashley. Um, he uh, he was he joined the cheerleading squad. And I wanted to play, like, football or something like that. But, like, I'm super scrawny, and, like, there's no way I could have taken a hit by All right, some yeah, six-foot-five so. monger, you know? Like, so we saw – me and my other buddy saw him, like – doing like backflips and shit and like round like fucking back handsprings and like all sorts of crazy shit and i was like dude how the fuck did you learn how to do that he was like man like i'm on the cheer squad and i'm like 
okay. That's, you know, at that time I was like, that's kind of feminine. You yeah, know? Like, sure. That's what everybody thought. I mean, it's just that stupid yeah. high school mentality. And he's like, no, man, I get to, I get to do backflips and look up girl skirts. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> Sign me up right now. Done. That, I was sold. <laughs> and that's how I got into it. It was just like booty and backflips. Done. Definitely. That's all it takes. And I think that that's like probably like, so you, you were in bands before that. Yeah, yeah. And, no. uh, were you, so I think it's like kind of like a, I th- I'm looking at it from the perspective of being like a front man. Yeah. Like it's kind of like the same sort of no, yeah. characteristics it, and things. It, like It yeah. honestly helped because when I was in high school, I was a cheerleader and I actually became captain of my squad for a little bit. But on top of that, I was like in a super heavy metal band. So people were like, this dude is crazy. Like sure. there's something wrong with this guy. Like by day, I'm like fucking, you know, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. And by night, like I'm just like <laughs> fucking headbanging, you know, like insane amounts. But it, it was fun, man. Like honestly, for me, I've never been somebody that on a personal level, I've never been somebody that's into clicks at all. I want to hang out with everybody. I'm not, you know, I wasn't the kid that was only hanging out with the metal kids. And I wasn't the kid that I was only hanging out with the nerds yeah. or hanging out with like the cheerleaders. I hung out with everybody, man. Like I, I just I love people and I liked hanging out. So for me, cheerleading was like the perfect place to go, you know? That's really, really cool. I never had that person I never had that perspective dude, brought to me before. Dude, you know, it makes so much sense. And you know, and at the end of the day, dude, as a horny high school kid, when you get the chance to go to a competition that has three thousand <laughs> chicks from high school and 44 dudes and 33 are gay, you're like, my odds are fucking perfect, bro. Like, it was like, vagina's gonna happen because they don't have a choice, you know? It was like, that, that, that was like, that was like, that was like my high school brain, like, my penis is thinking for me. And I was like, these girls, one of them will find me attractive. It will be okay. I will lose my high school virginity, sure. you the, know? The statistics are in your favor. Exactly. Gotcha. Of course, none of them like me, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that did not work so, out. So, um, fast forwarding a bit now to the band Heartsick, who yep. was once No Life. Yep. I'm curious about the um, the name change. Was it kind of like a branding thing? No. Were you guys or just like a reset button to make things fresh, or like what was it? What was it, it about was, that? Honestly, like it was a culmination of things. A lot of you know, obviously that's obviously a question everybody asks because it's it's one of those things that it was so drastic, especially being a band after 15 years. Yeah. That you've developed your entire name. You know, like you spent 15 years of your life babying this thing and like making tons of merch and everybody has no life shirts and stuff. But the name change was something that we had thought about years and years prior. We thought about a name change when we put out our um, third, our second full length, but third record. What ended up happening was we had our drummer at the time, his name was Matthew Martins. He had just joined the band and we had just released this record. It was called On Cold Hands and Dark Waters. And at the time, we were playing Ohio a lot in Sandusky, and Sandusky was a real big uh, metal town at, at the time. There was a cool venue we used to play there. And our buddy ended up going to the bar there and just had a stack of CDs of bands that he liked. One of, a, one of the CDs was ours. And he had another buddy who was like, oh, let me check out some new bands. So he gave him this pile of CDs, and... He uh, called him back a few days later. He was like, dude, I wasn't really into any of those bands except this one band, No Life. They're fucking sick. I, I really like them. I, you know, are they doing anything? And he's like, yeah. Like, he's like, I want to help them out. And he's like, yeah, by all means. So we get a phone call, and it's the guitar player of Taking Back Sunday. Oh, weird. That was the guy. His name is Eddie Reyes. Okay. Nicest dude in the whole fucking world. Dude, super nice guy. And 
lo and behold, he's like a metalhead. Like, you know, he's in Taking Back Sunday, you know, he's writing all these great, awesome pop songs, but the guy's like a true hardcore metalhead, and he sure. like just fell in love with our stuff. He gave it to a record label named Rise Records, who was like, we love the band, we hate the name. And then he came back to us and was like, you guys should change the name, blah, blah, blah. And at that time, we were all like in our mid-20s. We're like, no, dude, you know, fucking punk rock, you know, we're not going to give it to the man, you know. And uh, we didn't want to change the name. We, you know, we felt really strongly about it. But our drummer, Matt, felt that we should, that it would be a good business move. And it would be a good way to get, you know, ourselves on a label and stuff like that. And we were just kind of like, dude, we understand, but we want to stay true to ourselves. So we never did it. And it, that was the end of it for us. But Matt would always mention the band name. He was like, dude, people just don't dig no life, blah, blah, blah. It's dated, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Matt got into some, some life issues and he passed away. He, uh, he died of a drug overdose. Um, so with, with him passing, that was tough for us. Um, we ended up getting a new drummer. And as we got a new drummer, we started writing a new record. When we wrote the new record, it was still us, but it was like a completely new new sound for us. And we ended up picking up management. Management was like, you guys should consider changing the name. And we were like, here we go again. Yeah. We've heard this like for the last 10 years. But this time around, it was different. Um, you know, with Matt dying, you know, he, he was my best friend. He was, he was our best friend. And, and it just felt like the right thing to do, you know, like to honor him. So... You know, with his passing and and how it affected us and the, the the impact it had on our record and on my lyrics especially. Sure. And everybody in the studio emotionally, like, we felt like, you know, if anything else, it was to, like, pass on that honor to him. And when our management made that suggestion, we fought it at first, but the more we thought about it and the more we gave it thought and how they presented it to us, and then thought about Matt and what Matt would have wanted if he was still in the band. We were like, fuck it. And we just did. And honestly, it, it's worked out so well for us. It's unbelievable. And I think, you know, unfortunately, man, a band name makes or breaks a band sometimes. Because some people just, unfortunately, the world is people is full of people that are judgmental. So they see the name No Life, like K-N-O-W-L-Y-F-E. They're like, hey, fucking new metal band. Or they, they start putting these stigmas on yeah. it. They, they can't remember it because it's confusing. What is it? No Life? Oh, oh you know, so... It was like, fuck it, you know. If we're going to do it, do it now. Because still nobody knows who we are in, in the grand scheme of things. So we were like, screw it. So we did, you know. That, that's why we changed the name, basically. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I was in a really similar position recently with uh, my rap shit. Wanting to like... Because I was going under Sykes. And it's like a really hard thing to look up on the internet. And it's like, yeah. that shouldn't matter. But, but it does. It does now. It does, yeah. And that's so fucked up. It's so ridiculous. And it's like, because, I mean, I'm turning 30 this year, so yeah. you're a few years older than me, but we still come from a time when this wasn't a thing. No, it wasn't. I mean, Buttle you know, Surfers was like, yeah, that's like it, a cool name, you and know? And like, <laughs> everything is just... Corn. Just, yeah. <laughs> Horrible name, but still great name. Whatever. It, yeah, it worked. And that... But I ended up uh, not changing the name, but ended up like adapting a band name to it because gotcha. I have a live band that plays with me. Sweet. So it's like Sykes and the New Violence is that, my and, band, and, and that's it works. Sick. And that's a sick. It's like a name. unique thing. Exactly. So and now, if you if you type that into your search bar, you'll find you'll, you'll find me. Exactly. So it works. And you know, and unfortunately, man, that's just that's the times we live in. You know, I mean, we live in an era of fast, quick information where people don't want. It's not like you and me when we were growing up. We were, you know, going 
on the internet wasn't a thing. Like, no. you, 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 you know, you wanted to go to a show, like, you wanted to go check out your favorite hip hop artist, you had to find the flyer at the music store that some fucking goofy kid, like, put up and you wanted to go watch this show, you know, be it metal, hardcore, hip hop. Nowadays, it's like, you just jump on the internet and if it like if you don't have like 17 videos of yourself like people just don't give i, I don't understand it but you have to adapt you have to adapt it's, to it's to so the funny. culture <laughs> you have to consistently put out material oh, to dude. stay relevant but you're putting out material that nobody's paying attention to exactly but you still have to do <laughs> it you still have to do you it you have to do it and then another thing that we've learned recently is like when we picked up management it's like you have to put the right kind of material for people to give a shit you know it's like like before like you know we were we were complete, and we still are. We're still a DIY band, but now we have we have direction from from dudes who who know the industry and are part of it. But you know, before I would just like, I'm straight up old school, man. Like I'm fucking as punk rock as you can get when it comes to like promotions and shit. So I would just get online, like, oh, I got it off my cell phone, you know. And all you hear is like cymbals and rattlesnakes. That's what people think. <laughs> and my our manager for like at least two weeks straight, every day calling me, bro, you're killing me, bro. Take that video off. It sounds like fucking caca. Put some shit on that has some shit. And I was like, what do you mean, man? Come on, we're supposed to promote, bro. And he was like, no, you don't understand. Like, go look at other bands and what they're doing. And I was like, fine, whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. So now it's like, you have to put out a lot of content, but you have to filter the content to the right content to be. Oh, yeah. You know, which is insane to me. I mean, the other know? problem, too, is with all the different social media outlets that all cater to, like, different aesthetics of, like, human personality. Yep. It's like you... I feel like I have bipolar disorder sometimes because I'm like the the person that I am on Twitter is different from my Instagram and different yeah, from yeah. my Tumblr, different from my Facebook. But it's like you need to you use need all that to shit that as much shit. as you don't want to use it. Yep. Because I have one and it exists and someone's going to try to find me. Yep. And if they try to find me and they saw my last tweet was from like two years ago, exactly. I'm going to look oh, like an idiot. Yeah, like he's not doing anything. He exactly. must have stopped. Yep. yep. And that and that's very true. And that's that's the conundrum of being an artist, man. It's like nowadays it's like you have to do everything yourself, but you get sick of doing everything yourself because there's so much to do. Dude, but if you don't do it, nobody gives a shit. It's never but been. But nobody gives a shit anyway. Yeah. It's <laughs> never been so easy to do it yourself. Yep. But and I, but. It's At never the same been time, exactly. I, I feel it's like never it's been never harder. been harder. It's never been harder. And what's so weird, I don't know if like maybe also getting like older affects these things in a way because it's like I, think I don't know. Do you do like the day job thing and yeah, all that dude, stuff? I mean, so, I, like, I work. You know, if I'm not if I'm not on tour or if I'm not playing shows consistently, I work a nine to five. I work for yeah. a, I work for an internet company. I'm a, a network administrator and phone systems engineer. So it's like. Yeah, you I'm got that. Word. Yeah, yeah. You know, I gotta answer phone calls and go out and deploy things, and it's like, and it's it's such a weird. And the funny thing is, man, it's like, that's everybody right now in the music industry. All like, yeah, all you people out there and fucking the real world that <laughs> go on the internet and look at your favorite goddamn bands and are like, Lamb of God, they must be fucking millionaires. Those dudes have jobs. They have to work. Every band, every artist, unless you're like Little Wayne who knows how to get things to say nigga all the time. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, you need a job. And, and that and that's the toughest part, man. It's like, it's, it's like you said, it's never been easier, but it's never been harder to be, to, to be an artist, especially an original artist, man. It's like, you know, I, I have to work, you have to work, everybody has to work, but yet you still have, you still have to work on top of working. Oh, know? yeah. And it's, it's yeah. tough. That's the thing is, like, I stopped looking at m my music as, like, being a hobby. 
And it's like, you know, sometimes I'm talking to people and it's like, what'd you do today? It's like, I worked all day. Oh, where do you work? It's like, oh, well, like I was at home like doing stuff. Yeah. They're like, oh, so that's not really like work. Yeah, and I'm like, motherfucker, exactly. it is work. Yeah. If I don't treat it like it's work, if I treat it like it's a hobby, it's never going to go anywhere. And, that, and that's the thing. And people and people, you know, and I think I think it's the United States that really has that mentality because Europe, like. Europe, you're an artist. Like whether you paint, you draw, you fucking rap, you're in a you know in a band. People respect that. They're like, oh, I'm a musician. Oh, that's a cool job. You know, here it's like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, and I'm like, no, dude. Like, I work. You know, I, I'm in a band. Like, I work. Like, this is my job too. I have three jobs. I work at an internet company. I'm a booking agent at home, and I'm in a band, and it's full time band. It's not like I don't just like do shows for a hobby like I'll play a show once you know every three months with my band like we will tour constantly yeah. you know so I, I hear you man it's it's tough and I, I think you made a good point like I think with, with it is with age too I think as you get older you start you, you, you still want to retain that like young youthful part of you like that kind of like anarchist kind of like rebel thing but then you start looking at the world you're like there's smarter ways to do this and still retain my individuality and thoughts but still also have a career yeah you know and be able to do things and have people take me seriously so you know you just it's like anything else man you mature you grow up and and you learn things you know yeah there's a lot of bullshit that i'm sure that you're fully aware of that we have to deal with and fight through constantly and it's um it's really hard to uh just navigate through it at times and and, you know like is this you know weekend run really going to be worth me just like being away from like my girlfriend for the weekend yeah like uh, you start balancing out shit like that it's like maybe i just want to like relax for a couple days is it going to be worth it to go play these shows that might be good might not might not because that shit never changes yep and that's dude and and i'm glad that you said that because like that's where we are now at at times it's like we've been in this band for 15 years we've been on the road i mean playing shows i mean like we play normally about 150 to 200 shows a year depending on the year and it's like back then you know when i was 20 18 19 25 i'm like let's just get in the van and go play wherever you know we we drive eight hours to play one show to like 10 people and blow all our own personal money on gas you know and it was like it was cool and it was great and it still feels good to do that it still feels great but then you start looking at it at like is that going to benefit my business and how i want to represent my band and how i want to do it like are those 10 people worth all that money and sacrifice are they going to care and how do i make them care and you start thinking about stuff like that and then you start thinking like my dogs i love my dogs you know yeah do i want to be gone for a whole weekend i only play to 10 people that entire weekend do i want to be gone for my girlfriend you know it's going to be her birthday do i want to be like sorry baby i'm going to go out to the road and we're only going to play some shitty show yeah and you're going to be home alone on your birthday like it becomes it becomes a tough a, a tough balance but i think and i'm sure you can relate when you're passionate about it you still have that drive and you still want to make it happen. So you'll still make sacrifices. You just think about those sacrifices more, you know? Oh, sure. I mean, the only reason I'm still doing this stuff is because I care. Exactly. At this point, you know, it's, it's, it's like the same for us, man. I, you know? I would love to think that, you know, something's going to happen. Maybe the right person will see something happen one day or something will click and like I'll post the right thing on YouTube. Yep. And, like. That'll but even take like, off, but like know. the thing is, like even that stuff is like temporary as fuck, and like I would much rather 
gain some sort of like notoriety off of something that's genuine and not like a temporary thing that's exactly. like that one thing that fucking Sykes did or like like yeah like Heartsick had that one song you yeah, remember that one yeah. sick song like and that's like and and that's honestly the worst worst position any artist can be put in you know and it's like and it happens far too often and it's like we we we're the same way we don't want to be like that you know we don't you know we don't want to be the band that puts out a cover song and gets famous from a cover song and then two years later puts out another cd and it's like no one gives a shit you know and it's like it's for us we would rather be the hot new thing for 10 15 years 20 years than be the hot new thing for the next six months yeah that's that's not you know so it's dude like you said man it's tough man you gotta it's all about balancing and and working infinitely hard that people don't even understand what it takes. I mean, like, I, I you know, honestly, man, I couldn't even imagine what it's like to be like a hip hop artist, because like, that's just just all you. Dude. Well, like, I'm in a, you know. I, I'm in a metal band too. Are you? Dope. Yeah. So I've been doing like, I've been like, I played like indie rock bands, like Sweet. all kinds of stuff. So I've seen Sweet. all different like aspects of yeah, different yeah. music scenes, and they're all different. Oh, they're they all have super their different. similarities, but they're all like. They're all negative in the same ways, but they're yeah. all positive in different ways, in different ways which yep. is really weird. Um, fuck, had a thought. It escaped me. Ain't <laughs> a big deal. Um, you know, the uh, being in a... But hip-hop um, is very, very weird to navigate because uh, people who like hip-hop don't really just like come out to shows. To like the local shows, yeah, yeah. like local hip hop shows, like ninety percent of the people there, ninety five percent of the people there are other rappers. Are they most yeah. of the time? And that's why, like, I play a lot of shows with rock bands. Like when I played with No Life, yeah, yeah. Like that was not an uncommon bill for me to be on because I realized early on that like I'm doing weird shit anyways, yeah. and I'd rather fit at like rather be out of place on a show with rock bands and be out of place at a hip-hop show. See, but at, at the same time, if you ask me, man, like, I don't think a hip-hop artist on a metal show is really that out of place. Like, a lot of people don't understand that, like, you're a musician. Like, musicians like other musicians. Like, I don't just sit at home and fucking sulk in a corner listening to fucking Slayer banging my yeah. head against the wall, and that's the only thing I listen to. Like, literally, my whole drive up here, I listen to Sia, Justin Timberlake, Kezia, and fucking what was the other one it's terrible oh yeah i'll admit it taylor swift i don't care <laughs> i listen i like tay tay i'm sorry all right that's what it nice. that, that's that's how we do yeah, you, but you like music you you end up liking music of course you like some more than others which influences you on why you want to be a certain type of musician of course my favorite bands ever are mostly metal bands but it's not like i just sit there and listen to fucking the no, whole time like no, that's just not, not something like i do so I, when when I see shows, especially when we're on shows that have that eclecticness, like Sykes is on a bill, you know, doing his hip hop thing, and there's a folk indie band, I'm like, dude, this is sick. It, I think it's awesome. We just played a show in Nashville where we were the only metal band, and there was like a country solo singer, a funk country band, and a fucking <laughs> a hip hop country guy, and we were like, oh my god, this is gonna be weird. <laughs> And it was fucking awesome. Everybody was super cool. Yeah, you know, um, I, I'm booking a, a... I have an album that's coming out. And I, like, booked the release show next month or whatever. Sweet. And the lineup is all over the board. You know awesome. what I mean? 
And the reason why I did it is because I think like a reason why a lot of these local shows have poor attendance is because you have five bands that all sound the same and all mm-hmm. have the same 30 kids in the town that listen to them. That's why only those 30 kids are there. Yep. If you have five different bands in different scenes that all have their own little 30 kids. People give a shit. Now you got a show with exactly. a lot more fucking people. Exactly. Dude. I remember when I was younger, and maybe you can attest to this too, mixed genre shows were like the norm, especially for like a local show. There just wasn't as many bands yeah, when yeah. I was in high school. I think like now it's very easy. It's like a lot more accessible to yeah, yep. start up a band for some reason. I don't know why. Yep. But like when I was in high school, there was like two or three bands, and now kids I know that are in high school, there's like eight, nine, ten bands per school. Yep, and that's and and that's very very true. You know, back when I was in high school, it was like you had three or four bands, but all the bands were different. You had a ska band, you had a metal band, you had a hard yeah. rock band, you had a funk band. So like everybody was in different types of bands, and now it's like, you know, and I love I love metal. Metal is my my life's blood, but holy fuck when especially for a band like us which isn't you know like on the fucking radio all the time and we're just you know we're we're doing it diy still and and are very fortunate to get put on bills like guar and butcher babies and shit but you know with bands like us when we're playing shows a lot of the locals all sound exactly the same or we get put on bills with all these bands that sound exactly the same and there's no uniqueness there's no it's just like you know six hours of you know the cookie monster and that's and like, that's why you end up listening yeah. to taylor swift yeah in the band. yeah dude dude i shit you not every time after we're done with the show when we're on tour every time we're done with the show and we're on tour and we finish packing and we leave i cannot play any metal whatsoever i sit in no. the van driving and i find the cheesiest shit to listen to or in div like the most like moody fucking weird shit like i'm a huge depeche mode fan oh, i'm a huge yeah. cure fan so when i get in there those are my go-to records to like fucking just like just like calm down and like be yeah. like oh my god my ears need a rest you know when and, and that just it's true man i mean it, unfortunately it's so it's so oversaturated with the same stuff it'd be, it'd be cool if it was oversaturated with all different types of stuff but it's not you know I remember when I was like 16 or 17, I was at some show. I'm pretty sure it was 18 Visions. Dude, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the merch guy, there was like some kid like bugging the merch guy, like talking about like hardcore or something like that. Yeah. And I remember the merch guy was like, I don't even like hardcore. I listen to jazz. Yeah, yeah. And the kid was like really confused. And I was kind of standing by like, that's weird. But maybe it makes sense. And I thought about it for a while. Like that shit dwelled in my brain over the next couple of years as I started like 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 listening to other types of music and like like should I like this? I don't know if I should because I'm a metalhead. Yeah, and, and but it's like no, I do like this. And it's, and I would always think about that guy, whoever that guy was. Yeah, so, like dude, thank that guy someday. It's so <laughs> it's funny that you say that because it's so weird. It's like we're being programmed to be ashamed of art, and it's like you shouldn't be ashamed of what band you like. Like you know what, dude? I'm not a Nickelback fan, but if you're a Nickelback fan. Whatever you like, Nickelback. Yeah. Who gives it? Does you know, that does like no. liking Nickelback make somebody a shitty human being? Like, hey, what's up? you know, like it doesn't. I don't think it makes somebody a shitty. It makes them have terrible taste in music. Uh, you but, know, you know. I don't. I think like okay. I think Nickelback gets a really bad rep. Of I course, think it's they're easy the to worst pick on band them. in the world. No, by any not. means, they're not. They are not the worst band. In the I, world. There's far worse. <laughs> There's far worse, and we have played with the far but worse. It's so interesting though how. 
I, uh, people don't even know. There's, you get people like that's like a general consensus that Nickelback is like the worst band in the world. And a lot of people will hop on that bandwagon. Yep. Like a bandwagon of negativity without even thinking you about it. Thinking about it. So it it's like, no how sense. do we get people to hop on a bandwagon of positivity? Exactly, dude. It's like, for me, it's like, don't get me wrong, dude. Like, I mean, you know, everybody jokes around or make like a oh, sure. Nickelback joke. But at the same time, man, it's like, why should anyone be ashamed to like music or art that they like? Yeah, no if way. If you like Nickelback, fine, dude. You like Nickelback. If you like 18 Visions, great. You like, if you like Terror, great. You like Terror. If you like Sade, like, who gives a yeah, shit? Like, and and the weirdest, the weirdest thing about it is, is the fans. It's not the bands. Nine times out of ten, it isn't the bands, or the musician culture. Most hardcore bands like Backtrack and like you know, X, Tyrant X or whatever, Terror, whatever. <laughs> sure. Most of those bands are like, dude, like I like Horn, dude, I like you know this band or that band. But it's the fans that are like, fuck you, pussy, corn loving, like, and I'm just like, I don't. If it's not hardcore, it's not fucking cool. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't buy every H2O record that ever came out and then went to every Sick of It All show and fucking hardcore danced my ass off. Like, I'm sorry. I like those bands, but just because, you know. know. I do get that kind of the same aesthetic. Um, You get it with a lot of people who listen to, like, rap or, like, hardcore, hardcore, or you're like some types of other pop music it's like more that the music they listen to is like an accessory to their like aesthetic that they're the person they're trying to be rather than like having a genuine interest in the art yeah it's like i like this idea of like the way hardcore music looks yeah. and the idea of like being angry and looking tough or like that's that's or so hip hop and like or rap i should say and like looking like a thug like yeah. the music it's like this isn't an art thing to me this is and aesthetic it's, and it's, it's really really weird yeah it is it, it is man it's, and it's, you know I think especially with like hip hop man I mean I think a lot of people have this stigma that if you're gonna be a hip hop artist you gotta like I don't know look like you you woke up in your fucking biggest pair of pants you could possibly <laughs> find and like took a shit in your pants and it's like no like I love hip hop and believe it or not on our new record we have a straight up hip hop song like we are all huge fans of hip hop we have when you listen to our record, when it comes out, we have a hip-hop song. You would be like, oh, my God, did Jay-Z do this? Like, we wrote a live instrument hip-hop song where I, you know, where I, you know, lay down bars and stuff. And it's like, we love it. You know, I think it's fun. I think it's one of our best songs. But at the same time, it's like, again, that stigma. Like, you don't just to be a hip-hop artist, you don't need to take a poop in your pants and drop them to your knees. Like, I, I, don't, yeah, I don't get it. You could be anybody. Like... You could be literally anybody who it can be a hip hop artist as long as you have the talent for it. You know, if, if, if you've got some great lyrics and some great flow and great delivery, that's all you need. You know, yeah, like you, you could be a total looking nerd. You know, I, there's this one guy, maybe you've heard of him. His name is Futuristic. I'm really digging him right now. I that dude's no. sick. Check him out. He's got some really, really cool shit. There's another rapper called Ritz. He's super white with a huge carrot afro. I think, yeah, you know what? I'm, I've seen him. Dude's, dude's dope. Dude's super dope. There's a guy from, uh, New York called L-P-E-L dash P. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. That dude's sick. I mean, anybody from Rhyme Sayers, I mean, fucking, that's just great. You know, Mac Lethal and all those guys, you know? Yeah, you know, I think the the thing, no matter what genre of music you're playing, the idea is to, like, be passionate and have fun. Otherwise, like, why the fuck are you doing it? Yep. I just, I can't get it. 
it just it can Makes never no register with me. There's like sometimes I'm sure you see this a lot playing with as many bands as you do. It's like you, you play with these bands, they don't even look like they're fucking having a good time at yeah, all. Dude, they're just they don't super look like they serious. give a shit. <laughs> and like, it's like, why should I care about you if you don't care about yourself? Exactly. Why are you taking this so seriously, man? Just get up there and have fun, dude. That's why you started a band. Like, we started this band 15 years ago to have to have fucking fun. We're still having fun. That's what yeah. You know, if it wasn't fun, I wouldn't be doing it. It's just that simple. Nowadays it's like kids start bands and they're like you know, we have to look a certain way. And they, like, they, they, it's like they, like, mold themselves to be this thing. And they're just, it's not fun. It just doesn't seem fun to me. Like, having to worry about to wear the same exact outfit, all three of you, all four of you, and somebody has the wrong shoes, you all get pissed off at each other. Like, I don't, makes no fucking sense to me, dude. I can, like, understand that mentality when you're in high school. Yeah, it makes sense. For sure. But there are people who oh, dude. don't leave that. Nope. They don't leave it behind. I, 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 I know many. <laughs> And it's it's really funny, especially coming from like these alternative subcultures where it's like everybody like we're not understood and blah 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 yeah. and picked on. Like as they get older, those people end up being the most judgmental dickheads, dickheads to I, other people absolutely. in the world. Absolutely, it, it, it's crazy, and it's just the culture, and that's the one thing that's kind of constant: the culture in every musical genre. You still have those kind of people that are so judgmental. You know, it's like. It makes no sense to me, man. It, you know, I think make music, make art, and fucking be happy. You know, if you're happy, if, if you like what you do, and you're happy with it, whether it be good or bad or whatever, that's all that matters. Sure. It, it, it shouldn't, you shouldn't need to like be validated by a group of cool kids. Like, who gives a shit? Man, or cool know? adults. Which yeah, is even cool worse. adults. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which are the most judgmental ones. You would think as an adult, you'd be like mature and be like, it's cool. And they're the most judgmental assholes in the world. I, can, I at least can see high school kids be like, you're an idiot because you're young. Exactly. You know, I, don't, I can't find an excuse for an adult. I'm just like, you're an idiot. Like, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, but I, going back to like uh, getting older and having other things in our lives besides the band that makes us happy. Yep. Like, you know, like significant others. Some people have family, yep. homes, blah, blah, blah. That's, it, gets, uh, it gets really hard to uh, keep sometimes like playing that shitty show yeah like yep. it's very true i think it's like my whole philosophy is like, i just want to try to be happy and stay yeah it's the least amount of stress as i possibly can exactly granted i'm constantly stressed <laughs> and I'm very you're a musician <laughs> you always will be doesn't matter doesn't matter yeah done you know no i that, that that's a very good point you start because and i, I think i equate it to it's because when you start your art young whether it be rap metal hardcore whatever you're really you don't have anything else to immerse yourself in in the sense because you you know you wanna you look at your idols and you're like oh my god i want to be like that so you just kind of like go go for it and then when you do it for a while and you figure it out and you take the right footsteps and you start realizing oh there's other things out in the world that'll make me happy but i can still be a musician and not worry about like oh my god am i gonna quit just because i'm happy doing something else no i think there's a balance um, and it's true, man. I mean, for me, now it's like the band. I absolutely love my band. I love being in a band. I love touring. I love playing shows. I will pay to anybody, anywhere. I don't give a shit. But I do find myself sometimes, you know, when we have that one tough show where there's nobody there, I find myself being like, man, I wish I, wish I was teaching my judo class right now. Oh, <laughs> you that's know? something like, else you're into? Yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm actually a martial arts instructor. I'm, I've been doing judo since I was nine. So I wow. Do judo okay. And so that's another thing. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a black belt in judo and I do jujitsu as well. So that's like my 
my away from my away from life, you know? So, like, Definitely. the band is already my away from life. So, judo, jiu-jitsu. <laughs> oh, dude, my bass player. Ah, he just gave me a wet willy. <laughs> so, yeah, like, like, <laughs> judo is, judo is, oh, my God. <laughs> I got to see that picture. Oh, my God. This is great. You got to send me that somehow, dude. That's hilarious. People are going to be like, what are those two floaty things? Oh, that is balls. Yes. I call it eggs over easy. <laughs> eggs over easy. So yeah, no, yeah, man. Like so, that that's my way from away. You know, like so yeah, I do judo and jujitsu. It's something I love to do. It's fun, and it's it's a good time. Definitely. So you guys have a new album coming out? Yes, we have a okay. brand new record coming out. It's actually a year old, and we went to like a whole rigmarole and like political crap and like, but we finally fought to get the record out and. Getting Dude. it out, and it comes out in December, and I'm super stoked about it. Awesome, yeah, I feel you. That's um, where is that gonna be available? Like, just it's gonna be available and everywhere online and stuff. Obviously, you know, with with distribution nowadays, I mean, you can just get distribution online like, like nothing. So obviously, there's gonna be an online release, but we also are trying to get some distribution for it. So we'll see. Um, the official release date hasn't been announced just yet. It's the month is Dece December, but we don't know the official like day yet sure we're hoping for december 12th which would be cool gotcha. we'll see dude it's so much bullshit like the uh the album that i finally have coming out next month i mean i was it was done in february yeah yeah you know so it's just like it's it's, it's yeah dude it's the politics behind if it if you would have told me like that long ago that i was i would have like fuck it yeah exactly <laughs> like, like whatever but i'm really happy with it you know Good, dude I'm take the time do it right Exactly. And it'll still be new to everybody that and hears that, it. And that was the thing. And it was like, we need to do this right. So for me, the record's a year old. And I'm like, oh, great. These songs are a year old. But for people, it's going to be brand spanking new. Yeah. And I'm excited for them to listen to it because, not because I'm in the band or had a hand in writing the songs, because I really feel it's really good. I think it's the best shit we've ever done. And I think there's something there for everyone. Literally. Yeah. For God's sakes, we have a hip hop song. There's literally something there for everybody, you know? Gotcha. I keep seeing people that I know. We of keep, course, we're, yeah. we're, we're around too many people. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool. I think we're going to wrap up. Cool. We're getting here. So for sure. thanks for sitting down and talking to me. Thank you so much for, for having me and thinking I'm cool enough to have a conversation with. Yeah, so. no, this was, this was awesome. It was, it was so sweet because uh, Nick was like, hey, you know, my friend's band's coming in. You want to talk to him? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll talk to whoever. I don't care. Let's do it. Awesome. Then when he was in the yeah. car over here, he was like, they were in a band called No Life. And you were and like, I was just yeah, like, the fuck. I know that band. Yeah, that's, that's right. Play with them. So. Small world. Small world, man. Definitely. Awesome. All right, well, yeah, man. Thanks for the talk, man. I appreciate it, dude. No doubt. Very cool. And then, yeah, we're I guess good. we'll wrap up. How do you... Nick! Nick! How do you stop it? How do you stop the thing? Stop. We're done. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Alfonso's a good dude. His band is fucking sick. And yeah, we saw them play. It was fucking sweet. I'm really glad I got this episode out finally. This one has been in the archives now for a couple months now. And Alfonso, if you're listening, I'm sorry it took so long to get out there. But like I said in the beginning of this episode, 
had a lot of shit going on the past couple months, but now we're kind of getting back into this. I got one more old episode that I recorded before I moved into the new house. It'll be up next week, and then from there, it's going to be all new stuff with new guests, bigger guests, hopefully got some things in the works, not going to spoil anything, but hey, you know, I'm getting back on my feet with the podcast and with everything, so look forward to that. So with that being said, I will be back again next week with another episode, same time, same place, same channel, I am Sykes, start the beat, 2015, Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.